Here we go. Pablo Stanley's in. Hello, everyone. Send an invite, Frank. Hey. I can hear you, mate. I can hear you. Testing can one, me. two. I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can totally hear you, man. <clears throat> it's uh, it's weird. It's I don't know. Just using this is I'm still getting used to Twitter Space. Maybe we should do more Twitter Spaces that Maybe way. Spaces well, it will be every, Twitter Spaces every day. Frank. Yo, what's up? Yes, here he is. How's good it going? Morning. Mate? Good, good morning. Good morning. Afternoon. Evening. Wherever you're at. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. What, where, where are you? What is the time? How are you doing? Yeah, sure. It's 10 a.m. right now. I'm on the East Coast. I'm in my hometown of Sudbury, Ontario, Canada. Oh, where yeah. I'm, I'm spending the summer here because, you know, we can work remotely now, and why Why not? Um, Travel usually, Yeah, yeah. Well, with a baby, it's a little hard to do that, but... We can we can at least get some some support from the family over here and uh, but most of the time I'm in Los Angeles but uh, today East Coast East Coast North America. What's that time difference? Like five hours time difference or something? Uh, three hours. Yeah, three. Well, mate, it's great to have you. It's great to have you here. Episode one, mate. <laughs> you got the title. Episode one of the big show. Exactly. <laughs> Pablo, what's what's the time are you? I mean, uh, I'm like in the middle. I'm the veggies in the sandwich. Um, <laughs> Central time. Central time. So it's uh, two hours ahead from uh, LA and one hour before uh, uh, East Coast. Which, uh, like, uh, where where are you at, Frank? In the East Coast. Uh, it would be the same as like Toronto time or New York time. Nice. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm one hour before in the past. I live in the past, man. I'm so this all... is global. This is a global chat we're having right now. <laughs> we are spanning the globe. We're in the future, yeah. boys. It's truly worldwide. Right. This yeah. is filling up. We've got some people flooding in from all over the globe. Appreciate it's probably quite early for some people at the moment, and uh, yeah, we're just gonna we're just gonna we're gonna have a we're gonna break everyone's day with some gentle gentle chats with our friend Frank. Frank, how do I pronounce your second name? Is it how do I pronounce your second name, dude? Just like the composer. Batch. Nope. <laughs> 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 Back? Yeah, you got it. Yeah. Dude, it's a 50-50 chance. I totally failed. <laughs> it's, always, it's always interesting. So hold on. Like, it, it, uh, over there, do you, do you pronounce it bash, uh, Charles? Maybe uh, no, over I there in England, I, you do it differently. No, I, I thought it, was, it could have potentially been a trick question, so... Oh okay. <laughs> yeah, I just let you. I let you hang with it with, for a second, and you, yeah. you did it. Yeah. You went for it. It was awful. Everyone witnessed it as well. There's no hiding. 
mate, I was speaking to um, uh, we have a mutual friend, Scott, Scott Savory. I probably mispronounced yeah. that name as well. And um, yeah, I was listening to a um a mix tape from back in the day. Yep. I can't. I'm struggling for the name now. Hold on, a mixtape. You guys used to DJ or something? Even better. They were in like a. Um, I mean, Frank, you'll be able, you'll be able you to want, say better. You want you want to talk about me and Scott's hardcore band? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. That's how this all got started. That was the. Uh, you know, I'm a I'm a half decent bassist. Not you know, not a not an excellent musician, but a hell of a lot better doing artwork and booking tours. So that was my. Uh, <laughs> That was my role, and uh, yeah, it's t- typical sort of uh, cracked Photoshop story. That's how, yeah. that's how we that's how we get started, and Mate, uh, yeah, many years later, here we are. Dude, I love that. I love how so many people in the like design industry are also musicians. Like, I feel like nine times out of ten, if you meet a designer, they can play a, some instrument. Yeah, I think <clears throat> I always think about the. Uh, you got the musician backstory, then you got the sometimes that blends into like MySpace pages, and then there's yeah. also the there's the Neopets route that's that's pretty popular as well, where people got started coding, and uh, it's led them to a career, which is pretty awesome. Hold on, I, I totally lost the Neopets thing. What is that? Uh, Neopets. It was like a what was it? it was like a, a little game website where you could you know you could play all types of games for points and then with those points you could you could buy stuff like little little items in the in the neopets shop like kind of almost like a pre-nft days in some way Um, but yeah it was pretty cool and you could customize your your landing page and do your own html and stuff like that for your um for your little your neopets page in your store there's there's probably somebody here who knows this much better this is going back like more than 15 years probably hashtag no code was it like wow okay cool i you know i lost that one i I was more like on the flash website or flash uh, Mm. apps buildings uh but i I didn't even know about neopez this is the first time i ever hear about that Uh, but cool. So Frank, so you used to like, uh, do like all the graphic design for the band or you also played with the band? Uh, yeah, both. I played in the band and then I would do all the artwork, uh, posters, uh, you know, vinyl CDs, whatever we needed, t-shirts, sometimes screen printing, uh, just like everything the band needed cassette. We talked about mixtapes. We did some, we had some cassettes. I have these memories of like, we had obviously, you know, when you do music, you make no money. You're, you're lucky if you fill the gas tank up that night to get to the next city. And um, we used to to promote the shows when we, we were playing. We used to print out hundreds of posters uh, at the college where I was going to school because you could get free access to the printer. And I would fold them up, put them in an envelope, and in the re- in the return address, I would put where I wanted it to go. And then I would just make up a, a a fake send to or a makeup make up a fake send to address, and I throw them in the mailbox. And nine times out of ten, they get to their destination <laughs> for free. That is amazing. That's such a wicked story as well. So you get to the show. You know, this is this is the internet wasn't so, so so it didn't feel so connected in those days. So 
you get right. to the city, you know, you get to Louisville, Kentucky or something, and you see the posters made it because they'd be all over town. You'd be <laughs> yeah. like, shit, this is so great. Man, growth, growth hacking IRL, that's amazing. Absolutely. That's the punk rock <laughs> DIY growth hack. It's when you got no money, no budget, you come up with <laughs> ideas. That's so cool, man. So how long ago was that? Uh, it must be about 15 years ago. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Amazing, a cracked the, the version band, of Photoshop. Yeah, is the band but, still playing or no? Or, no, it's yeah, been okay. years. Uh, okay. But funny enough, at the time I had to make a made them kind of that sweet spot in your twenties where you could um, you're gonna you're thinking to yourself, you know, are we gonna go all the way with this music thing, or am I gonna you know go to school and and start to take this work stuff seriously? And <laughs> obviously, you guys know the choice that I made, but our whole band was all graphic designers. I don't know how I ended up doing all the all the design work, but we were all designers. And um, one of the one of the hilarious stories I have is I was actually uh, I graduated college and I was actually teaching in the design program at the school called Cambrian College. And while we were on the road playing, Sometimes I had uh, I had one class per week to teach, and so there were a couple times where we were out on the road, we would play somewhere, and then I would just overnight drive back by myself and go teach my class in the morning at the college, and then I'd go meet the guys up again wherever <laughs> they were playing next. So it's it was such a mess. But I mean, wow. in today in today's like Zoom environment. That would have been a lot easier. Could have probably yeah. ma- managed it. <laughs> that was kind of a dream back then. Like, what if we could? What if I could just dial in to the class and teach it from far away? Yeah. Instead, I was being being a dummy, driving, driving six hours, eight hours to get overnight to some place. But um, yeah, that's the that's the music thing. I always say I'm just a I'm a more of a resourceful person than a more of an organized person than a, than a good musician. So I'm good. I'm good to have in your in your projects yeah. for for those reasons. <laughs> but if you're looking for someone to jam with, I'm probably not the guy. I uh, I identify with that. I I I I've had also like music projects, and I'm usually not the. I'm not very talented with music. I I I don't know. Like I'm not good playing the instruments. Like the well, instruments. We, we all know. We all know that's a lie. Yeah, man. <laughs> and, it's out now. <laughs> but but no but seriously like i don't know like a, the finger my fingers and the instruments like they don't play along uh but i i am like okay but i have other skills so i've always been the only graphic designer in the group so i'll be like i can do the posters i can do the graphics i can do the page uh and and and, and, and so and i will outsource the talent on the music stuff with other people like oh but you can play right. the guitar really well so you are the one who plays the guitar and i'll pretend <laughs> that i play it seriously so, like sometimes in some shows like i i will be so bad that i would just like turn down the volume on the guitar <laughs> seriously and i would just like pretend that i was playing and i would be like dude just like turn up your volume because like why do I, I i like i'm nervous and i want to and, and i wanted to like you know like like do stuff with the guitar you know like i was more right. of a showman so like to do the showman stuff like i if i had the volume up like it would just like sound horrible. So I was right. like, dude, like, so you play the guitar, 
the sound is going to come from your amplifier and but people are going to be looking at my like my aerobic thing with the guitar mm-hmm. and and they're gonna have a good time so it, it was a good deal <laughs> yeah half half of it is the art of the of the show people came to be entertained they want to see see something no that's awesome it sounds like you learn to outsource bits and pieces of your yeah. music project <laughs> delegate oh, delegate delegate yeah well, pablo i gotta say you, you you might be the uh do we still use the term omni-channel i think you're an omni-channel kind of guy because it feels like every time i open up an app i can find you there you're in my <laughs> you're, you're in my spotify playlists you're on my linkedin yeah. Oh shit. Okay. Good. Good work. Oh, yeah. I. I just actually. Yeah. I, I. I started a new project, and I. This is the first time I put stuff on Spotify. So, uh, I am sorry, Frank. I am sorry for invading all. Of no, I love it. I love it. I love it. How has it been go? How has the new project been going? Oh man, it's just like uh, I don't know if this happens to you because, like, you. I know that you have uh, another project, like uh, Sunshine, right? Sunshine Shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll love to talk about that, but uh, sometimes I'm like, oh man, these are too many projects, and it's really hard to uh, like uh, give all of yourself to all of them because then you cannot. Uh, so, like the music one, I've been kind of le- neglecting it a little bit, and and our single was just released this Tuesday, and I haven't done any promotion or anything because I've been involved in another project. So. Uh, but yeah, but like, uh, how, how have you found something like this? Like, I, I know that you have this other project, the Sunshine Shop. Maybe you can tell us more about that. How do you handle all that? Yeah, sure. Um, similar to what we talked about earlier about delegating and outsourcing things. And basically, when I, whenever I take a new project on like this, I try to do as much of it, uh, as much of like the upfront work so yeah. that it's very... Uh, busy in the beginning and then try to find ways to do less work as time goes on and then at some point decide whether or not this is is success or a failure or if I want to continue doing that um, if it's worth continuing to put time into I mean we all have everybody sees the highlights you don't see the everyone forgets the low lights so there's there's you know there's a graveyard of a thousand projects that nobody ever thinks about so (laughs) I, I, I got over that a long time ago um, but yeah, the sunshine one's been, a, it's been a hit and it kind of came up, um, just wanted to make my own merch and made a few shirts and sweaters and would wear them to work and out and, you know, out in the world. And a couple people like sort of noticed like, Hey, what is that shirt? Where did you get that shirt? So that was kind of like my experiment, you know, if we're going to look at it through a product <laughs> lens, yeah. I was sort of like, okay, yeah, like I'm getting some eyeballs, like people are looking. So maybe there's something here. And, uh, then I put up, I wanted to build it with Shopify and I wanted to build it with, um, you know, all the fancy like Stripe and like Square and all the cool checkout flows and stuff. But in that kind of DIY spirit, I wanted to keep the expenses as low as possible. Yeah. And so I built it myself in WooCommerce. Some people would say, oh man, why'd you use WordPress? I don't know. I'm pretty comfortable with WordPress. It's kind of my, uh, it was my go-to back in my agency days. And yeah, so I grabbed a, grabbed a theme that I really liked, customized it because I'm, I'm dangerous enough in CSS to make some stuff happen and uh, hooked up PayPal to it. So all the kind of all the, the monthly expenses were, were fairly low. And nice. uh, yeah, I kept it going for, uh, well, for about maybe a year. And then I was about to just shut it down because it was, I mean, it was okay. You know, you had some good, 
friends and family support and you know it was a nice thing to have in the background yeah. have some some apparel out in the world but i was kind of creatively tapped out i wasn't really making more stuff and you know it's not like i didn't want to go into this like what do you call it like seasonal kind of like creating fashion lines and things like yeah. that and kind of like more the merch shop kind of idea not really like high fashion and uh yeah, then I stumbled my way into working with some influencers who like the stuff and ends up people like their stuff a lot more than they like my stuff. And so now <laughs> now my my uh the next kind of like 6 months or so is is going to be focused on um just adding on more uh partnership collections with uh different people who kind of fit the vibe that we're going for with the shop. And uh That's smart. Yeah, That's it's good. been cool. Yeah. And then we do we do profit sharing with all of them. So, um, I mean, you think about design as a, as a skill set, and you know, most of us are technical, and you sometimes think like, why wouldn't someone just set up their own shop? But I mean, it a lot of people just they can't get over the that hurdle, and the, they maybe they lack the confidence to do it, and they they get confused about the taxes and the payment processing and all that stuff. And so, that's been my go to. That's been my like my offering is. I'll set up a, you know, basically a, a, a slice of a, of a shop and then the people who we're, we're featuring, they're pretty motivated to, uh, to share it and post it. And, um, you know, it's a really nice feeling to write somebody a, a check for a few thousand bucks every couple of months and uh, everybody kind of walks away happy and, and the, their merch gets out in the world. And uh, yeah, it's, it's got a real uh, kind of like a collective feeling to it. Man. So it's a really... I've got really energized by it. Big yeah, time, man. So, so do you do also the printing, or like, uh, how do you? No, print I, stuff? no. Every everything is print on demand. Nice. Okay, so it's on demand. Like one, mm -hmm. like okay, gotcha. So you have like someone that like helps you with all that on demand yeah, service. There's a yeah. good. There's a, there are many like networks of print on demand suppliers out there. It takes a little while to find the good ones. Some people yeah. are really good at good t-shirts somewhere. There's also some places that specialize in like you know the coffee mugs and the poster prints yeah. and things like that and you know after a lot of uh trials and and testing now i've got a good setup where nice um, where it's all kind of hooked up and now we just look at the you know wake up in the morning and look at your phone and you got 10 paypal notifications and uh, that, is, that is the dream dude. it's nice <laughs> <laughs> that, is the, that is the dream but it's so interesting you were saying about the um the like on demand thing so when mm. people when people are buying because i've heard so many horror stories where people's like houses are just full of like yeah. un <laughs> unsold t-shirts oh yeah been there yeah <laughs> mate so that's super so are you working directly with those companies to like get that sorted out or do you have something linked up where when the payment comes in they get pinged with like a notification or something now it's all set up. Yeah, you got now oh, it's all connected. Cool. It took some some of them are more automated than others. Some of them I had to hook up some, you know, some plugins and some Zapier connections, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. Um and then recently getting into uh ebooks, which are nice cuz those are those are like 100% profit. Um, nice. but the ebooks have been cool cuz that that just took a little bit of uh little bit of coding and making sure we could get the get an email to attach a pdf to it and uh 
all of a sudden we're selling ebooks. Yeah, people, right. people really people really like them. Um, so I was I was thinking of doing like a how I built this kind of ebook or something like that and just sell oh, it for 100%. a couple bucks. But um, <coughs> it seems to be people are very interested in it and um, but yeah, I mean I I get so much fun just like I kept talking, you know, the last couple of years, you know, I always joke that like working in tech warped my brain, you know, like it kind of ruined my, my love for design in some ways. And I want to get back to that, like graphic design. Like we talked about the flash days where you didn't really, we're not really thinking too much about the, the results and just like doing stuff and having fun and working with artists who do not exist in the world of tech and design. It's just yeah. been so refreshing. Like people just getting really excited about like you put a graphic on a tote bag, you know, yeah. and just like thrilled, just like super pumped and uh, being able to like co-design with people and help them bring their ideas to life. And kind of the, the beauty of it too is there's no, like I definitely take on like a co-designer um, role in a lot of cases and like helping people get something that existed in a, you know, a small square on their Instagram page and blow that up into a poster, um, you know, help it. They're just, they're thrilled by it. And it's it just so energizing for me to help people get that stuff out in the world. And um, yeah. And just see the, see the, see people sharing it on social and just now it's, it's sort of becoming its whole, its own, its own thing. Like it didn't, it didn't exist and now it does and it's here and, Love it, mate. And as you say, like it's a, such a great outlet for like boundless creativity. Yeah. Like in in tech, you are shrouded by boundaries a lot of the time, and mm-hmm. you know, in that world, it's kind of like what what are we going to do? It's kind of like just all yes. of this glorious, like subjective. Like I'm going to do this because it's fucking cool, you oh, know. Yeah. And that's it. I don't have to answer any questions or Q and A. Like, I'm doing this because it rocks. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, there's there's some. Um, yeah, there's nobody to say no. Nobody, you know, the fact that the whole platform is self-hosted and maybe the only real like middleman is PayPal. So you know, we have pretty much like huge creative freedom on on what we want to make and what we want to put out there. If um, yeah, if somebody wants to. I don't know why we would do this, but if there was an item that might be slightly controversial, um, then there's, <laughs> there's no, yeah, nobody, there's to nobody to say, don't do it. Uh, <laughs> Shopify nice. can't take the site down. I, I'm not sure why we would do that, but uh, it's nice. It's nice to know that we, you know, we retain all the kind of decision-making uh, power. Nice. And, uh, and, and, and Frank, you, you mentioning like how in tech, like maybe, uh, it's not as creative or there's uh, also like I'm, I'm getting like there's not a lot of art I, for me like I see Headspace and for me it's just like Headspace is so creative and just like everything that they do just like like looks so fun but uh, but at the same time like hearing you say that like uh, I would love to know more about like uh, what you mean and, and how I don't know how could we bring more creativity into this side of uh of the industry yeah i mean well that thanks for saying that and i mean i agree when i load up the app and i look at it and i compare it to like you know something that's a little bit more bare bones it's true we have a lot of like 
nice animation and illustration and and you know nice color palettes and stuff so it is a pretty creative feeling app but still like the way that i think any any like more mature kind of tech company or startup operates is very much in the uh, within sort of like business frameworks and so yeah we're, we're we're doing our best to inject that into the product you know in those those special moments where um, where the brand can really stand out and I would say for headspace it's very much the um, very much the the brand DNA and I'm really glad that the company started off with such a strong uh, visual design on the on like illustration and brand because uh, now it's it's like a must-have as part of like features and things that we create is there's got to be some some level of you know the brand look and feel uh, in what we make um, but yeah, I think I, I do think that's going to look differently for any company. It's not necessarily yeah. like I don't think the answer is just put illustrations everywhere. I think like for us, for Headspace, like we're we're dealing with you know often people come to the app to meditate, to sleep better, a few other things, and like uh, sometimes those t- topics can be more difficult, or sometimes just the act of like starting to learn to meditate that can be something. Uh, that's intimidating and so I think that's where you get the kind of the playful approach that that we bring to the table which is I, I think been helpful for people to uh, to 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 kind of overcome that that barrier to entry of, of learning to meditate yeah and and do you think uh, also like you need it or you need like in your side projects like other stuff that you're not getting maybe at work or just like uh, mm-hmm. in that world too? And that's also why you started Sunshine and our, yeah. the other great jar of projects that you're mentioning. It's like, what are you, what are you looking for in these uh, side projects uh, when you go on them? Yeah, I think just like playfulness, fun, experimentation, but without like, I say experimentation, but <laughs> not with like a plan for experimentation. Just sort of like make something, put it online, see if people buy it, see if they like it. Um, no, not like taking it too seriously. Like I'll jump into the analytics and see, oh, there's like three people on the site right now. That's like really exciting. And it's not, it doesn't have to be like at a massive scale for it to be yeah. successful. It could ju- I think like I do having the luxury of a, having a full-time job and side projects is, is like a big privilege. And like to, yeah. it puts a lot less pressure <laughs> on the side projects because they can really just be for fun. Um, you know, I, I always say like, you don't need to monetize all your side projects, but uh, somehow it always ends up going down that, that route. Um, yeah, I guess I'm just looking for a, another creative outlet. Um, I feel like a lot of, there was a trend a few years ago of like every designer suddenly became a woodworker. Like everyone, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like everyone's always here like, Oh, I always want to make something with my hands because I'm so I'm like in on my computer all day every day so I think there's a little bit of that to like um seeing things out in the world like that people are wearing like I think that's really cool and interesting to me um whereas most things I've created in my life most just exist on on your phone or on the internet yeah that is super interesting actually like everything that you do day to day no matter how many like thousands or potentially millions of people that are using it like you never actually get to witness that but like with physical products seeing someone walking down the street and you're like whoa i made that t-shirt yeah. like that's that's special 
Yeah, it's a cool feeling. It's a cool feeling. I remember designing like, my first billboard when I was uh, in my like in my early twenties, and I would just like drive out of my way. Just it was a, a billboard for a photographer. I would drive out of my way just to see it every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, that's that, so dude. cool. Um, but and again, like you know, we I think designers we always give each other. Uh, we kind of like joke around about the whole personal brand thing and the thought leadership thing, but. I mean, these are, these are all like, these are all tools. These are all things that you, you can do if you're interested in it. So I've tried to find a way to wrap this whole shop thing into like somewhat of a personal brand into, but I mean, personal brand is really just like your reputation and what people know you for. And so exactly. um, I'm just trying to, I guess it was a, in some way trying to like make sense of my life and my, and my interests and try to like kind of create an umbrella that contains all the stuff I like to do. Um, and I don't know, there's something about it. I definitely sleep better at night knowing that like all of my efforts have I don't like outlets. Like there are places for them to go. Like if I just have a random idea, like that would be so sick on a poster or this would be like a really cool. I, just, I found that, that I, I kept, I would think of things as like one-off projects. Like I want to make like a hundred posters. This would be so cool. And then like I had nowhere to put it. And now that I have this like this, yeah, like, yeah. this shop, I have a an outlet for those things, and uh, my mind is like my mind tends to be uh, be less like racing, uh, like racing thoughts. Because I think when you're a creative person, you you know everything's an idea, everything's an opportunity. It's kind of hard to to stop thinking about it once you you think you you might be onto a cool cool new project or a cool new idea. And I think that is what is super inspirational about you, Frank. Is that I you know I feel like everyone can see that. Everyone can see that you're in this place that you're you're kind of living, breathing all of the things that you want to do and like to manifest them in the way that you have. Like, I would love to know, like, there's a lot of people that, as you say, they have a thousand ideas. They never end up they never end up making that first step. And I feel like you're someone that is clearly like really able to do that. So I'd love to hear like what kind of tips and tricks you have for like getting over that boundary it's like you were saying with the like paypal um the paypal stuff it's like people get to a point in a project and they're like oh i'm failing to like move past this hurdle um so yeah i'd love to like know like what what some of your like Mm -hmm. um proactive tips and tricks are yeah i think well i think you too you got to remember like everything like most things come from like they didn't exist one day and then they suddenly did and they've built up over years um to kind of shape their way to to what they are today so i don't know you look at um any kind of like modern product or or app or website or brand um today it might look like it's a huge success but it's probably taken a very long time to get to that point and um I think sometimes when I, I look at people on Instagram whose accounts I really admire, who have like maybe really cool like art style or really beautiful work, and I think people should try to do this, is scroll back, scroll all the way back like a couple of years and you'll see how that person's style has evolved and how their page has um, kind of changed over the years. And it's actually pretty inspiring to see that. It's like, oh, wow, they weren't always like as good as they are today. And so... I try to apply that to myself too. And yeah, um, yeah. 
I think that's super important that, that, that like, I was actually speaking about this the other day. Um, just the like pure determination people have, mm-hmm. and especially in, in product and this idea that like, I was, I was reading an article and it was about like gaming and how Ooh. gaming ha- has like created a generation of engineers because in mm-hmm. most games you are continuously trying to figure out a solution to a problem, right? And then you die, yep. you, you respawn and, and mm. you know, you do it over and over and over again until it clicks and you're like, oh, you know, I've, I've figured it out. And I kind of feel like that is exactly, that's exactly what we do day to day. Throw something out there, see if it works, if it doesn't. Totally. Continuously like iterating and iterating on that. Um, yeah. But, yeah. but also you to have that like grit and determination to be like every time you get knocked back down every time you get knocked down to get back up again I feel like that's something that is just a part of design and something that you just have to kind of embrace yeah I think it comes for me I think that is a lesson I learned uh growing up skateboarding is like you don't let a kickflip first try it takes like it actually takes like years to get that <laughs> confidence <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's easy it's easy um but then you're still gonna fall and you're still gonna scrape yourself and you know you could like last was it last year um i have a, a mini ramp little half pipe in my backyard and i wasn't even trying a difficult trip trick but i broke a rib and i was like oh man i'm 34 <laughs> years old breaking ribs what am i doing but you know it's just part of it and and uh you know the next time once that was healed up i kind of went for it again and got it first try and i was like yes this is like it's what you got to do this is you're gonna mess up you're gonna fail gotta keep going and um just back on the note about the you're talking about like the the getting stumped on a project i think when it comes to personal like projects side projects just like don't give yourself too strict of a timeline just kind of let it like evolve in the way that 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 it does that it does on its own and like be willing to 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 tweak it and pivot it into into something else if whatever you're doing is not working and also a big fan of like making lists like you know maybe today um you want to figure out some like front-end code thing that you weren't able to get done yesterday Uh, and maybe you don't get it today but just keep that you know keep it on the list and um maybe move to the next task but then uh, keep kind of trying. And then if you have to, you can enlist some help. Uh, maybe you have a friend who's like a better programmer than you or something that you can say, Hey, can you take a look at this? Or I'm struggling with, with this part. Do you have any, any tips? Um, definitely have a long list of, you know, coworkers and friends from, you know, Slack groups and things like that, that I've, I've hit up for little favors here and there just to help with the, you know, the, the small stuff that, that I wasn't able to, to sort out. But um, yeah, there's and there, there's still a list of a hundred things I'd like to do with the shop that um, I'm just I'm just like working on uh, every day a little bit here and there. Um, and now with you know with a, I have a ten month old daughter, and so she's taking up a lot of of our attention. And uh, having like having a list to go back to that I can just kind of hack away for fifteen twenty minutes while she's napping or something that definitely helps and it it probably makes it look like I'm doing a lot more work on it these days than I really am uh, just because I'm doing it in these small little micro increments. 
Nice. For a moment there, Frank, when you said, uh, when you mentioned your daughter, I thought you were going to say like, and I'm, and she's taking a lot of the work. I was like, oh, she, he's delegating the work to her, <laughs> his daughter. Yeah. That's, wow. Yeah, but, no, uh, yeah. <laughs> no. That'd be good. That'd be good. Not yet. Soon. Soon. One day. Soon. <laughs> she grows up. She can take the business. Uh, but, but yeah, Frank, uh, it's something I've, I've been thinking about too, whereas like what you're mentioning about like a, uh, uh, the, I don't know. I, I think in, in this world of, uh, it, with a little computer in our pockets where like we get instant satisfaction, you know, and rapid growth and, and everything seems to move so fast and just people suddenly are su successful out of nowhere. Uh, we kind of learn to expect that from everything and even from ourselves. So like whatever we do, we, we think that if it doesn't work out right away, well, that's it, you know, and then you give up. But right. I, I don't know, like, a, like if I, if I look back, like, I mean, like hearing you, what you're saying, like, Hey, I, I, I used to do this with a band and I, and I, and I tried all these things like for everyone, I would say like, Like be patient, you know, like your work mm. and your craft requires time, like dedication, creating relationships, like learning new skills, things that you learn along the way that uh, that you, you don't know that will be useful for future projects, too. And totally, totally. Whatever you're creating, it's going to evolve. And like suddenly... Suddenly, maybe you hit it, and then suddenly, like, hey, it might feel like, oh, wow, like, I, I, I just did something right, maybe, mm -hmm. in the moment. Mm -hmm. You might think that you just did something in the moment, right? But no, it's, it's, it's something that you've been doing for a long time. So I think for, for, a, young for a lot of young people, like, they ask me, so, so how, do you, how do you do this? How do, it's like, like, dude, I've been doing this for a long time. For like over 20 years. So it's not something that I just like suddenly I got good at. It's so you also expect that from yourself. And 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 I know that kind of like sucks. Like, yeah, well, wait 20 years and and then maybe you you'll be good. But no, it's more like hey, like learn to like I suppose Uh, appreciate the like as cliche as it as it sounds, but appreciate the process that you are like growing as you're going, and like and and also don't be too hard on yourself because if you start comparing yourself with other people who are successful because they did something, like know that they also like like have been doing this for years too, and they got there after a lot of work. So like I don't know. Uh, absolutely absolutely and i mean yeah the whole like con comparison is a thief of joy thing is very real and you're not going to enjoy the process if you're if you're just constantly comparing yourself and i mean I, i i a long time ago i got over the the thing of like you know trying to climb the career ladder and what level am i at and what level is this other person at and i should be at that level too and it's just like man you drive yourself crazy doing that and also takes away the kind of the joy of the you know, of the work, of the job, of the, the camaraderie on your team. Uh, when you're too much in your head like that, thinking about kind of your own, uh, it's, it's, I mean, it's all about your own, kind of your own path, your own journey, and everyone's got their own. And, you know, for somebody like myself, I didn't get into tech until I was um, probably, I think I was like 27. And so I look at, I, I see people now who are like, interns at the big tech companies and they're like 20 years old. I'm like, Oh my God, I can't believe like 
these people yeah. are going to be such incredible designers. Yes. Um, and I, I mean, I'm like, you know, I, I'm like an amateur compared to some of these, these, these up and coming people. But again, like gotta, gotta like center yourself and, and remember like it's, it's your journey and you'll, you'll kind of like move along it at the rate that you're, you know, that you're, you're ready for or like capable of at the time. And I don't know, what's the, what's the rush? I don't know why yeah, that, yeah. we're all in such a hurry. Exactly. Uh, hey, Charles, maybe we can open it up for, for people. I don't know if they uh, can raise their hands or something. So maybe they have questions for Frank. Yeah, I, I think let's leave the like last like 10 minutes or so for questions. I really wanted to hear more about like Frank's journey with, um, with headspace and like because frank your lead your your position there is like lead design right yeah exactly and did you did you start as the lead designer there or what was your no i started we used to have a ux team and i started on a ux team and i was kind of just like excited so excited to join the company that it didn't really bother me what role they put me in it's just like oh, like where, where show me the offer i'll sign today kind of a thing and uh so i joined a team that i maybe wasn't a perfect fit for uh but it didn't take long i moved over into a product design role and uh it's been about five years now and eventually just kind of like grew every couple of years as the company uh grew as well and now i'm in the lead role um it's kind of funny my boss is the chief design officer so it's it's a bit of a there's a big gap between myself and her but uh <laughs> i enjoy it it's it's nice to uh to be able to speak with somebody at that high level on a regular basis and learn from them um but yeah, yeah it's super I, interesting yeah. that there's no there's so there isn't any like vps or like mm -mm. no directors that's cool that's interesting to know actually it's so funny isn't it how like no no company is set up the same and uh yeah um yeah dude let's let's open this up this is always a, a wild feeling when you literally just open open yourself up to the internet but i trust in our group here so i'm going to go into speakers and but yeah, you asked about the, the journey to Headspace. And before Headspace, I was working at Red Bull. And uh, that was, you know, kind of the opposite of you know, extreme sports and meditation. But, <laughs> you know, I, grew, I grew up skateboarding, so it was not an environment I wasn't familiar with. So I, you know, kind of the best of both worlds. Amazing. So I've opened up the floor for anyone to join. So if you've got a question, uh, please just... You can make yourself a speaker. I think the little button in the bottom left says request. So you can request and uh, we can fire some questions at Frank. But until that happens. Nice. Hey, I just so, want to say I'm really excited to see Brian Lovin joined in here a little while ago. Thank you, Brian, for all that you do for the design community, all that you've done. Uh, definitely the, the Design Details podcast was one of the, one of the you know, big, big influences of mine when I wanted to pivot from the world of like brand and marketing into product. So big props for that, Brian. That's awesome. That's awesome. I, I swear I've seen a feature in some spaces that I've been in where you can like put a little share at the top and I cannot see for the life of me how you do that, but I'm pretty sure that the team at Twitter are still working on 
still working on this, but um, yeah, I love that shout out. So what was that um, podcast again, dude? Design details. Design details. Yeah, I wish we could throw like a little link up for that right now. Um, here we go. Is that 30? 30's in here. Senior product designer at Community Hello. Gaming. How's it going, buddy? Yeah, I'm fine. Thank you for asking. Actually, I didn't expect that you will ask me while I'm joined. But <laughs> it's, it's it's nice to be here. Lovely to have you here, mate. Have you got a question for Frank? Can you, can you repeat, sorry? Have you got a, a question for Frank here? I've got Brian connecting now too. Actually, I am just joined the this space and I don't know the subject. So I'm checking out here, <laughs> but no I, I will I, I will notify you if I have a question. Amazing, mate, but Brian. I, welcome. I love to- that. I just got here, <laughs> but I got the confidence to just ask to be yeah. in up there. And but but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I love it. We got Brian here too. How's it going, Brian? <laughs> hey, what's up? Uh, thanks for saying those kind of words. I was I was actually using Twitter on the the responsive website. And you can't join the room. So I was like, ah, shit. So oh, I went and downloaded no. the app and signed oh, in. No. <laughs> so yes. here I am. What's up? <laughs> Amazing, mate. It's great to have you here, dude. Yeah. Um, ha- what, ha- what have you got to ask, Frank, here? Uh, candidly, I'm joining uh, uh, just in the last few minutes. Uh, it's just Amazing. cool to hear Frank talking about, uh, <sighs> you know, go like, there's a certain level of ambition that I think can actually slow you down. Uh, someone's in the room who's listening, uh, who once told me uh, that I was once on the verge of taking design too seriously. And that's always stuck with me. And it kind of reminded what you were talking about, Frank. Oh, that's so real. That's so real. It like, yeah, it's, it's, uh, there's i don't know exactly how how to best approach it but there's a like something in me that wants to like unlearn design a little bit and like get back try to get back to the kind of that purity of of you know when you're just getting started and you don't know you don't know color theory you don't know good typography or so-called good typography (laughs) you just kind of like you don't know what the good fonts or the bad fonts are you're just like cruising on defont.com and getting the good stuff and like trying to make make something make sense Uh, you're probably designing at 72 dpi but you don't know any better and uh there's just something so special about that and uh, going from like having nothing to creating something um that i feel like that those were parts of my like journey that made me the happiest so that's kind of like been the approach when i'm working on these side projects is like not to say we'll make it bad but just like not taking it too seriously and so what if it if it it's not perfect on all the responsive breakpoints uh it, it works enough to uh be out in the world and i can fix those things as time goes on again that the uh, a failure to sort of launch, I think, is a big thing for people. They try to get it perfect, 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 and then put it out into the world. But like, we're usually working with digital stuff, and you can always tweak it as you go. So get that that embarrassing MVP version out into the world, and kind of go from there. I think I think that, that I would say that's a that's a that's kind of a, a sign of your what would you say your your kind of 
maturity as a designer and it will help build your confidence as well. Yeah, I, I agree on the craft side of that as well. I'm also much more of like a incremental uh, type designer, like let's get it out and <laughs> well, we're doing it live kind of vibe. Um, but I feel like it also applies to what you were saying with, which is how you got your foot in the door with Headspace. Like, I don't know, I, I could imagine a situation where you take your title so seriously and your career so seriously that you turn down a role that ends up being an awesome role just because it's not the perfect title, you know, like right. that kind of thing. Like not taking that meta process so seriously also seems important here. Totally. Yeah. I think then there's something to be said about like getting the title that you're, you're like worthy of that you deserve. But I think just keeping that in check of like, do you care more about the title or what, what do you want this next move to be all about? Like, is it about the title? Is it about this compensation? Is it about the team? Is it about the area of interest you want to work in? And of course, like there's a huge privilege to being able to, to make those decisions. Um, but just like being conscious of it, uh, definitely, uh, and it helps kind of clarify why you're doing it and, uh, makes those, I think makes those decisions a little bit easier where maybe the, the title is off for you right now, but the company is really right. And you can always, it's always a conversation you can have later with managers or try to work your way towards something that's a bit more, uh, perfect fit for you. Big, big knowledge bombs there. I love that. And especially that um, what you're saying really resonated with me, that idea of like being scared to like put stuff out. I kind of feel like almost like 50% of being creative is, is having the confidence to just be like, look, I'm going to, I'm going to do this thing and see what it does. And if it doesn't do anything, then you can, you can learn from that. Right. But it's in not taking mm -hmm. those, in not taking those steps, you, you are hindering yourself from, growing well yeah and you know there's a lot of really good designers in the room and there's you know the world of design twitter is like you know i, can, I can't design like dan petty can you know that, that that's for me to compare myself to somebody at that level of visual design is like i, I just that that just wouldn't be wouldn't be very fair to me and um i think just like try to get there try to try to push yourself uh, past that comfort zone of, of just launching and realize you don't live in a fishbowl. Like not everyone is looking at you all the time. Yeah. Even if you, even if you have a few hundred or thousand followers, like no, again, you're like, you're, we're also busy thinking about ourselves and in our own heads that, um, to be paying too much attention to other people. It's just, I, I just, I, I got over that a long time ago that like everyone's looking at every, everything I do and say through a microscope, like it's just not, I just don't think that's the case. So I give myself a little bit of like freedom to, I don't know, just to, to try stuff that's maybe not, not going to be a hit, not going to be perfect. Uh, but if I'm having fun, then that's the, you know, again, like not to get too like product manage about it, but like what's the measure of success for that thing you're trying to do. And if the thing you're trying to do is for fun, then the measure of success is fun. So are you having fun? And if you are, <laughs> if you are, then good, great, keep going, you know, and then maybe like next, next quarter, next year, the measure of success is I want to sell, you know, five uh, online courses or something. I don't know, like, or I want to, I want to challenge myself to do a workshop or do a speaking gig. Uh, then you can, you can do that. But uh, yeah, start with the fun. I mean, people are just so attracted to fun. Like we just, 
I think that's that's uh, that's been a, a big learning of mine over the last little while. Is like fun is infectious, and you know I think we we all wake up every day wanting to have a good time and want to learn something, see something, do something new, and uh, yeah, getting bogged down by the the OKRs and the KPIs is uh, yeah, that's the FIFA joy right there. I love that. We just as you've been speaking, a bunch of other people have entered into the arena. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pick someone at random here. The next person down is Rawa. Oh no, they've they've dropped they've dropped the mic. <laughs> they've dropped the mic. <laughs> mic drop. <laughs> yeah. Is it um Jadeen? Am I pronouncing that correctly? You are yes. Yes, Jadeen, how's it going? Not too bad, thanks. Very toasty, but enjoying the chat. It is toasty in the UK right now. What is your question for Frank here? Um, hopefully, because I've joined halfway and I'm hoping this isn't been asked already, but I'm just wondering, like, what inspires you? Because as designers, we're constantly looking and drawing upon inspiration. And sometimes I feel like I hit a wall and I run out of that inspiration. So I was wondering what keeps you going? What keeps your idea generation going? Uh, yeah, I think a lot of times it's uh, like a lot of print design. I really like looking at magazine layouts and you know, poster layouts and that kind of thing and try to apply that to, to digital stuff. Um, big fan of like giving yourself some space between projects, between tasks, you know, like kind of cliche, but go for a walk. Uh, you know, shower thoughts are definitely a, a thing. I think that's like the one moment in your life where you might not have a phone in your hand is in the shower. At least I hope you don't. But, um, that's that's like I always it always makes me laugh. I'm like, yeah, what what's the coincidence? That's such a coincidence. The moment I don't have a phone in my hand, um, my mind can kind of like run free and and be you know be inspired. Um, what else? Uh, fit, I mean, just like cruising through Pinterest and Tumblr and looking at you know photography and other creative work that's not in the digital world. Um, but also a big fan of just like checking out those top whatever like the top apps of the day are and that kind of thing and going to see other people's work and what kind of like new like interactions people are, are working with what's kind of the um the best in class uh, product design these days and often looking outside of the world of of like the, the the world i'm designing in so for example if i'm working on headspace stuff i'm going to go look at uh other other products i really enjoy like you know, the, the Robin hood and the lift and those kind of products that are, um, that are not necessarily in the wellness space and see if there's anything there that's, that's interesting that we can learn from borrow, etc. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Big time, man. Loved, loved that. And I, I think for me as well, I, what you were saying about like getting outside of what it is that you're doing is really important. I kind of feel like sometimes you can get so bogged down in the world that you're in that getting out of, I don't know, listen to, listening to music or like skateboarding and all of that kind of stuff that isn't designed for me is like my escape. Like we, we've spoken about this a lot mm -hmm. about like, you know, burnout and, and lacking inspiration often comes from like, 
doing too much of the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, variety is the spice of life. Like you want to just mix it up as much as possible. Give yourself like different things to be doing to really, you know, get those creative juices flowing. Yeah, and I guess I've I've been able I've been lucky enough to be able to start with like what is the kind of life I want? What are the things that make me happiest every day? And try to add one little like block, one piece in all the different aspects. Like what is what is my day job? What is my side project? When do I want to spend time with my kid? When do I um, I want to make time for you know for like things like skateboarding? So I'm going to like set myself up in a way that that's easy to access on a regular basis. Um, I like to listen to podcasts at a certain time of day. So I try to make a block in my schedule for that. I guess I, I, I'm a little bit rigid in that way. I really love the routine. Um, but yeah, the, like starting with like lifestyle first, like what, what does a great day look like for me has been uh, really key in how I'm setting things up. And then, you know, we go back to like day job and side projects and the side projects are really just me living my life. Like I'm not, it, it's it's not like it's not hard for me to get there because I'm I'm I, I realized that th- some things were just like naturally occurring like I would just be wanting to execute on some random ideas and they didn't really have a place to go or a uh, an outlet and so I just created the outlet for those ideas and now um, I'm I'm feeling like my whole sort of life setup just like makes sense if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Absolutely. Honestly, Frank, so, thank you so, so much for coming to speak to everyone. And thank you, everyone, for asking Frank some awesome questions. I hope everyone's had a lovely break through their week. Um, we're going to be back every other week now with some someone new to speak to. But everyone give Frank a little emoji right now because he's been absolutely great. Thank you so much, Frank going to give everyone back their day if everyone's got meetings and stuff but again man thank you so much cool thanks for having me guest number one it's an honor thank you Pablo. Yes, thank you charles <laughs> appreciate you thank you, you frank <clears throat> before leaving charles uh i will send you a message on twitter because i have something in my mind that yes uh, you, i think you and pablo uh can show interest i think because uh I have a YouTube channel and in Turkey and I'm publishing Turkish videos, but uh, in Turkey, most of design people, um, actually we have a huge population in country, but uh, there are a few designers in the Turkey. So I would like to show what the world like. Uh, Absolutely, Turkish man. Yes, please S- send that to me and we can definitely, uh, we can bring that up in a later episode. Thank you everyone okay, so much you. for coming here. And uh, have a lovely rest of your week. See you soon. Love you all. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.